You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. And you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Not of the Scribe. Nada, I'm surprised, but mm-hmm. I don't even care to talk about the NFL draft at the beginning of today's I'm show glad. because we got LaMelo this weekend, so you can dodge all yeah, that. I'm very glad I get to say, again, you save me from your draft takes that you can do on your own show, which starts, I believe, at 6 o'clock on Monday through Friday most days. Oh, what a great so plug. Again, Thank you. you. Know what? Nice alley. You're very, very welcome. But what I'm saying is save your draft takes for then. Don't save them for this little little like slice of Hornets pie that we have <laughs> that we can be creative and do whatever we want. Save the draft takes for your show. I don't care about the draft. All right. Well, I know you care about LaMelo returning. Yes. I know you care about Malik returning yes, and what the Hornets did this weekend. They split the back-to-back games that they played. They beat the Detroit Pistons on Saturday. Then they lose to the Miami Heat yesterday. It was even the score was closer than what it really was in the entire second half. 121 to 111, they fall, but that was a 15 to 20 point game for the most part in the second half after what was a pretty bad third quarter from the Charlotte Hornets. So you look at what the Hornets did this weekend, not a clearly the big story is the guys that are returning and what they can do going forward yes. as the regular season dwindles down. So let me ask you this What was your reaction when you finally did not see? the out designation for LaMelo and Malik and then found out that they would indeed be returning against Detroit on Saturday. You know, that was, it was a great, re- it was a great reaction because it's like, okay, this team might have a small shot at like the sixth seed. It'd be very in- infinitesimally small, but you know what? Maybe this team <laughs> would have an uh, infinitesimal shot at making it to six. And then by Sunday night, I thought how stupid I was about that. Like, so, so I, I completely under, like, I, I thought the addition of Lamelo, the addition of Malik, and we'd be fine. But no, clearly the Miami Heat had other plans. Yeah, Miami's playing really well right now. You look at the standings overall in the Eastern Conference, and the Miami Heat now overtake the sixth seed, dropping Boston back to the seventh seed, and Miami is currently a game up on Boston. Now Boston is the seventh seed. Charlotte is still in the eighth seed, and Boston is ahead of Charlotte by two and a half games. So two and a half games separates those seeds. Hornets only a half game above the Indiana Pacers. So I think... Look, you're probably just trying to hold on to a play in spot if you're the Charlotte Hornets. But not when we talked about this on Friday, we were looking at a five game projection for the Hornets to go four and one to kind of hang in. Yes, this was your loss. And this is also the one that we thought would most likely come if you were going to lose, because the next few games the Hornets have are relatively easy. I mean, they're against games that you know you can win. You just beat Detroit already. That was one of the four wins you needed. You've got Detroit again. This is going to come on Tuesday, so you're going to be rested at least enough to take care of business. You don't have to do the back-to-back thing. Then you got Chicago on Thursday, so you don't even have to do the back-to-back thing then. 
going to be a pretty decent sized game against the Bulls. And then you got Orlando after that winnable games all across the board. If you want to avoid the play in tournament outright, then you need to go forward one in that five game stretch we were talking about. And then what you can see and then see what you can do in the last five games of the season. That includes New Orleans, Denver, the Clippers, yikes, the Knicks and Washington. All of a sudden, that gets a little harder than you thought yeah. with New York and Washington and, and certainly even the Wizards who have been playing a lot better in the last month. So this is th- this is the three game stretch. You got to win. You got to go three and oh, absolutely. I mean, now, now that's what you got to do. Like at this point, I don't even care about six. I care about eight. Yeah. I think the the big thing about this team right now needs to be we have to stay at eight because having two shots to win a play in, to win a spot is more important than having having to win to just to make it. So at that point, I just want to see this team play its best basketball. And then you know what? If we get to it, I like just stay at eight. And I hate have like I said, I, I hate having these expectations of this team because they've shown me and they spoiled me. But now, like. After my, after that Miami game, that Miami game put a lot of doubt in my mind because, quite honestly, and Rick Bennell put it the best way in his article this morning, the, the Hornets got punked last night. Like, they were down big in a game that, quite honestly, like, Walker, I have to ask you a question. At what point mm-hmm. were you screaming for Borrego to take everybody out everybody of consequence in that game? Because I was, I was at the 10-minute mark of the fourth quarter when that happened for me yeah I well and that's funny because the Miami Heat didn't do it the Miami Heat kept uh, having their big boys in there too and Eric Collins was like what why do you have Bam Adebayo in at the end of this one I, yeah I it it was Miami that was clearly going to win I think Miles Bridges hit a three late to bring it within 17 it was like 80 to 63 at that yeah. point that he hit it and it air, you know, just you know, like Eric Collins does, was excited. Like, okay, yeah, maybe there's some life. Del Curry's like, Hornets not going away yet. And then I was like, no, it, no, it no, this no, isn't, this, is this isn't going to happen. And then we had like four minutes left in the game, something like that. I think Malik hits that long three. It was the second city that Eric Collins had referenced on the <laughs> night of not be, you know, hitting from a from a far enough city light, right? Like that's how, how far he was when he shot that three point ball. But yeah, I mean, I you the the point being, you just fell out of it in the second half. You know, you kind of hung in there for a little while in the first. And you just fell out of it as soon as that third quarter was done and the heat got rolling in that third quarter and didn't think you could come back too little too late at the end, right? Because the scoring surge was at the end when they brought it within 10. So I'm with you, Nada. It, it didn't look pretty. Before we take a quick break, let's talk about the return of LaMelo Ball and just what you thought from him in the first two games back. Uh, stat line looking like this. Four of 10 in the first game against Detroit. Six of 14 in the second game against Miami. He shoots basically about 40% from the field in each of those games. Seven rebounds, six rebounds, eight assists, five assists, one steal, four steals, but five turnovers in each of those games. So the shooting percentage and the turnovers, Nada, those are the biggest adjustments that we need to see from LaMelo going forward. Yes, um, this is one of those situations where I do kind of worry that like LaMelo's adding to his floor game. But what I worry about the most is if that shot's not falling, he's going to be a little bit easier to defend. And we saw some of those guys from Miami go for the pump fakes. There's only a matter of time before they're going to go back to, okay, you're welcome to shoot those and we'll just deal with the rest of the consequences later. 
So I, I don't know. Like, I love what he did. I think there were highlights of what he did. I think the rookie of the year race should be over. And we should, any, anyone that really thought that Anthony Edwards was the rookie of the year this year, even though we share the same last name, it quite frankly is a moron. Um, <laughs> at this point, like, I'm glad LaMelo looked the way he did, but at the same time, it was kind of sloppy against one team where you could get away with it and the other one where you really couldn't. Yeah, I, I think when you talk about a guy coming back from a wrist or a hand injury, it, it's I know it's different. I'm not trying to say that I'm an NBA player, but I don't know. When you go play pickup, I feel like you turn the ball over a little bit more. And we see this when guys come back from any kind of injury. It's they just need to find a rhythm. And that's what James Borrego talked about uh, last night after the game. He said that LaMelo clearly is not in a rhythm. He's trying to get used to us once again. We're trying to get used to him once again because you go over a month playing basketball without a guy that beforehand had the basketball in his hands all the time. And now again is going to have the basketball in his hands all the time. He ends up starting both of these games. He ends up playing 30 minutes. So it's not even really like a minutes restriction was set too much on LaMelo. Um, you, you, you're, you're throwing him in the fire immediately. Malik Monk, by the way, kind of the same thing played 27 minutes against Miami, only 22 against Detroit. Four of eight, four of nine from the field against the heat. He kind of got going a little bit later, uh, but also had five assists. No turnovers for Malik. That was nice with 11 points. So those are the returns of Lamelo and Malik. Hopefully the added talent can help Charlotte stay alive, not only in the play in tournament, but maybe make things interesting trying to get into the playoffs outright. Let's talk about Indeed. You're the hiring expert for your company. And what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast, and it makes it easy. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests, then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, once again, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. We'll discuss one guy that continues to play very well over the past month. That's coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I said, oh, oh, hell yeah. Just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me. You're going to be singing the chorus to Billy Jean if you ain't careful. <laughs> and again, I point to the lie. Yes, I you're well, yeah, you're right. This goes back to our first conversation. There's a yes, lot of babies does. being exactly. had out there. Goodness gracious, exactly. unexpected ones. Point ones to that the were- lie. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We just saw the NFL draft. The NFL draft is always fun to bet on, but it doesn't mean that there's any short list uh, going forward, right? You still have the NBA going down to the regular season. Then you got the postseason. You got the prop bets as well. So it's still going to be a lot of fun. And even with baseball before the next pitch, you can head over to bet online on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. And you uh, sign up for bonuses and you can sign up for contest information. Head to that website 
website or mobile device, either one, and you can sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. Um, Miles Bridges yeah. and PJ Washington, not a we we uh, praised a lot over the past month and really specifically miles bridges for stepping up in the absence of Gordon Hayward and some of these other guys like a Lamelo, like a Malik who's been injured. Now it's really just Gordon Hayward as the guy that you're waiting for to return for this Hornets team to be at full health. And it wasn't the greatest game for miles four of 12 against Miami, only a couple three pointers that he hit, not a ton of rebounds for him. Five assists did have a couple of turnovers and 15 points. So the point total pretty decent there. But even before we started recording, you said you'd wish you, uh, would have seen more from miles bridges last night against miles. And, and real quickly, this is the guy that called this particular game, a statement game. They knew the importance of this one, trying to take care of Miami and sweep them and beat them once again, um, in order to try to find a way to get back. And, and one of those top six seeds. And as you mentioned, it just, it, it wasn't was, there yeah. in the second half. It wasn't there. And miles didn't do a very good job uh, scoring. I was kind of disappointed with miles last night. Like after what he did to basically be the stabilizing force against a Detroit team in which the Hornets played a really, really inconsistent game outside of Terry being Terry in the fourth quarter. But like, that was kind of the sign. The, that was kind of the canary in the coal mine was the Detroit game that, yo, Miami was going to come in here and, and wreck shop, if we're honest. Like, that game, that that Detroit game, and I hate going back to it, but that Detroit game where they were just as sloppy, just as unorganized, they let a team, they let that team without any of their really good players, like a bunch of their young players, but without Jeremy Grant, basically, that was flirting with all-star consideration for a little bit. Like that team stayed within decent range of that of the Hornets, and that shouldn't have, that shouldn't mm-hmm. be the case. So that team came out. The Hornets came out flat, and Miles was disappointing last night. PJ, PJ carried him early, man. Like PJ, and, and this is something that you yeah. pointed out to me early, earlier before we started recording. Like PJ is like getting better, and he's not maybe the trash player that a whole bunch of Hornets Twitter seems to think he is or something like that. He might actually be a good <laughs> well, player, and this is why you don't <laughs> like throw players away a year and a half into their career or something like that. Is, is that what you're telling me? Uh, I, that's exactly what I'm telling you, and I think we've both been screaming that for a long time, and while we might have had our differences with Miles and PJ, not even anything too crazy, uh, but then been able to get on the same page with both of them with the way that Miles has played. You know, PJ has been the undersung guy, and, and and it's fine because Miles is so electrifying. He's so fun. Not only has he been entertaining, but he's done the little things to improve his game all around. PJ just has been real steady over the last basically three weeks weeks of basketball and if you look at his overall numbers nada we're going to be at a point where we get to the end of the regular season mm-hmm. and if pj even keeps this up somewhat we're going to see pj on the season average 45 percent from the field he's going to shoot 40 percent from three that's what he's doing right now and he's going to average maybe 13 13 and a half points per game i the numbers are going to be more than fine at the end of all of this with a season that I think most people or, uh, you know, quite a bit of people would say, hey, kind of disappointing. And yet you, you're going to look at the overall stats and you're going to look at this stretch and be, oh, wait, PJ actually was just fine. And, and I guess my point being it, the, the people that think 
PJ was disappointing this year, it's not like you're totally off base because it's totally fair to ask for consistency from a first round pick yeah. that was looking to make a jump. Doesn't mean you write them off. That's the last thing you do, but it's fair to ask for consistency. My point is if you're disappointed in PJ's numbers, shooting 45 from the field, 40 from three and 13 points per game. Sure. The field goal percentage needs to go up because finishing at the rim has been a problem for him this year. That needs to go up. There's no yeah. doubt, but I'll take that quote unquote disappointing season. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that just fine and roll with his future. Yeah, absolutely. Like for what he's done, he's stabilized the center position, which I think was not expected. At least I didn't expect it. I know you didn't expect it either, but mm-hmm. He's stabilized the center position. He's been their best defensive defensive center. He's done a lot of things that like has filled in the gaps and it's almost a, it's almost a similar step to what Miles has done. They took a little bit off, a little bit less off like a little bit off his plate and then he just started growing even more. So it's just maybe it's the way they develop these guys. They overload them. And then when they figure out what they can't can and cannot handle, they start taking stuff away and finding another way to do this. But the way that he's developed, especially in the second half of the second half of the season, and especially after that second ankle injury, it's almost like they've figured out, okay, we know what to do with him. The film's caught up. We know we've gotten enough practice time, which I think is something that we just don't I don't think we factor enough up about. And with PJ right now, he's coming into his own. He's raised his shooting percentages from what was pathetic to something that's really, really, really admirable considering how he started this this season. Yeah, I mean, it, right. The field goal percentage is going to go from, oh, that's not very good at all to, okay, that's fine. And the three-point percentage is going to go from, nah, that's about league average to decent to, oh, hell, he's going to be shooting 40. I mean, he is shooting. It's 39.7 to be exact. The, the one thing I'll say about Miles and PJ, there's something that they've both been struggling here in lately, Nada, and it's hitting their damn free throws. Yeah. I, it, even Miles. You, you see what Miles has done. That, take a load of this, right? So you look at Miles Bridges. He went 100%. Uh, he did go 100% against Detroit, um, and and that was nice. But he missed one against Miami. And then even earlier on, he missed one against Cleveland. I'm actually, you know, Miles actually hadn't been that bad from the free throw percentage now that I'm looking at his percentage. That was a little off base when I looked at some of the ones that he was struggling with earlier. Um, it hadn't quite been what it was, but not enough to truly knock Miles. I think I was maybe looking at a different box score for him. But PJ certainly has been struggling with free throws lately. Yes. Overall, it'll be 75%. But he missed one against he didn't take one in the last two games. He missed one against Boston goes two of four against Milwaukee, two of three against Boston. The first time two of three against Cleveland. O of two against Chicago. I mean, not the, the free throws do have to in, in, uh, increase for PJ. I, I looked at it wrong for miles a little bit. I was like, man, I didn't expect him to be that bad. And he wasn't. Um, but PJ is a guy that needs to start knocking. PJ is also a guy that like, I just like, I just, one of my biggest rookie mem- remembrances was, PJ missing free throws in yeah. against in that OKC game, and, and Chris they had a chance to win that game and they didn't because PJ just missed free throws. That is a I think that with him that's probably going to be the last thing to come. That's okay. Like this is still a guy that's second year in the league, but you just hope it'd be better, especially coming down to the point where, oh my God, the playoffs are coming. This, that, and the third. 
and the playing tournament, and you're gonna need to have all these P's and Q's just, again, just minded at this point. And that's the one thing I think, and this is where like people talk about the playing tournament and how these games, like how it's dumb and set in the third, but oh my God, this yeah. is one of those <laughs> po points and portions where minding the P's and Q's and understanding where a player needs to fix stuff in games that actually matter, like that's important for young guys because it just improves the growth. It improves the growth of the league and stuff like that. And you know what? I'm okay with that. If you're okay with that. And PJ is just going to get better at it. And we just know now what else he has to work on this summer. All right. We'll talk more Hornets in just a moment, but first I want to bring up built bar because you already know what it is with them. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. They've got so many amazing flavors, 20 to be exact, some that they introduce on a limited time basis. And you need to go make sure you go to builtbar.com and get some of those limited time flavors like the coconut brownie chunk when it's released, like the churro puff when it's released. So many good ones that they'll bring out there. They're covered in hundred percent chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew. They're great for the health conscious guy because they're low in calorie they're low in sugar but they're high in protein and also high in fiber you get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last also go to buildbar.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off of your next order use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at buildbar.com we've got one more segment to go coming up on the lockdown hornets podcast this is locked on hornets February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presence More Than... God Almighty. Keep this... Pres you're, you're not deleting this at all. This is going to end up being a, a, a bit. I promise you. It's going to... No. No, it's going to be a bump. It's going to be a bump. Let it, let it... Just let it be. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets Podcast. Today on the Locked On Today pod, the draft is over. Who won? Who lost? That's the question of the day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today pod. You can follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And I guess, uh, I guess I'll allow Peter Bukowski to take you with his draft takes instead of me just bombarding <laughs> you with mine here on Locked On Hornets. Exactly. We don't get paid for that. We do not get paid for the NFL draft takes. Peter does. Leave him alone. Let him <laughs> I will. I will allow him to cook instead, even though I desperately do want to talk about that. I'll be doing it later on today on 730 The Game Sports Center CLT. All right, Nada, uh, what other uh, uh, things did you notice this weekend from the Miami Heat game? Also from what you saw against the Detroit Pistons, what you see want to be fixed, just anything else that comes to the top of the dome as far as what you noticed this weekend? The turnovers. Um, I think the turnovers over the last two games, I, I mean, we talked about it with LaMelo, but that was a problem yesterday, and that was uncharacteristic. Like, we're getting back to the point in the early season where turnovers would make, either make games closer than they needed to be and or they would be the undoing of this team. Like, LaMelo had his five. I, I, I mean, Jalen McDaniels is headed back, is, like, retreating. Like, we, for all the growth that he had, he's starting to do those live ball turnover things to where – He's not going to be a reliable, like, guy to put in the rotation. But at the same time, I don't know who else you go to, especially if the Cody Martin injury is for a long time, which it looks like it is. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up McDaniels because there, I, I'll, I'll admit that the turnovers he brings 
they're pretty ugly, but you know, also they're not all that crazy frequent. It's not like he's got a crazy turnover percentage. And I'll, I mean, look at the Detroit stat line, very sneakily, pretty damn efficient. 15 minutes for McDaniels against Detroit. He goes three of three from the field. He grabs nine rebounds in 15 minutes. He grabbed nine. I mean, nice job. From how many Jay. of those were in? I mean, that's impressive for me. How Go ahead. Those, how many of those were in garbage time? Though? I mean, I don't know. Just still a pretty efficient, a pretty efficient stat line for uh, for Jalen McDaniels, but also two blocks as well. Even if it is in uh, garbage time, it was pretty damn efficient stat line. But I'm with you. I mean, the I, there are some ugly ones. I, I don't worry about them as much. And Donna, you said something interesting in the second segment to me about do the Hornets develop guys by putting a ton on them in their second year. And then you figure out this is something I feel like maybe we can improve on. This is something where we just do not need to ask this player to do that again. And then you start to carve out a better role. Are we just trying to figure out how much McDaniels can do putting the ball on the deck and you know how, or do we just continue to try to introduce that, you know, very, you know, few and far between because again, with the turnovers, right? Like he had two against Miami, had one yeah. against Detroit, but he didn't have any against Boston. He didn't have any against Milwaukee. He had one the first time against Boston, didn't have any against Cleveland. And before that, there actually were a uh, 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 plentiful turnovers when he was playing 30 minutes. And so that's where you start to look at it a little bit more when you've got responsibility. Still, it's not anything that I'm crazy worried about, but they are ugly when they happen. No, they are absolutely ugly. And it's just one of those things like you want to root for the guy. Because how many times, or, or, you know what, the best way that I could put it, Walker, how many times, especially during the po- points of the game that mattered, did McDaniels pass up an open shot to turn? And I think that's one, one of those things where he passes up an open shot and then it it heads towards a turnover or something along the lines of that. Like there's that aspect of it. And I think that's more, the more annoying thing when it comes to McDaniels for me, something like that, where he's like passing up a shot for no reason. And it's just makes no sense for, for why he did it. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, It's just more confidence. Hopefully it'll come with McDaniels as we go on also. And then you didn't get to see Cody Zeller in that game against Detroit. Cody Zeller only got five minutes against Charlotte, but you think there's a reason we didn't see Cody Zeller uh, again against Miami after that Pistons game. Oh (laughs) boy, buddy, buddy. (laughs) Like, like you were one of those that championed the, I don't understand why Bismack Biombo is getting more minutes against the Miami heat or again, getting more, why Bismack Biombo is getting more minutes and Cody Zeller looks cooked. Like, not even, like, like medium rare. Now, mm. this dude is well done cooked. That was not a – for the showing he gave – now, granted, he hadn't played for three games, and I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt on that. But Cody Zeller just looked bad. And, and Dwayne Dedman, who, mind you, I hope was looking at Mitch Kupchak after every single play he made. Because I have no idea why that man wasn't in teal in purple. I have no idea. I don't understand. Uh, I, I get ahead of schedule, but there was a part of me that was hoping that Deadman looked at Mitch Kupchak every single time. Every you single wanted time it to be the LeBron made. looking at Michael breakaway oh, yeah. dunk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because Dwayne Deadman should have been on this roster, quite honestly. If you were going to try and give these kids the best chance to compete this year and give them a chance to 
properly evaluate everybody. Dwayne Dedman should have been on this roster. Um, Point blank. Uh, by the way, I was just kind of looking at the block numbers against Detroit once more. Yeah, PJ had three. He had one of those games. It, it's not been infrequent when we see him get three, four blocks. We've seen that a, a few times. But LaMelo had two. Jalen McDaniels had two. Biz had five. Not of the Hornets had 15 blocks against Detroit. Yeah. I just swatting everything away more than half than what Detroit did against Charlotte. Yeah, dude, that was the crazy part. The Detroit game was wild to me because it's like, I hope this counts for our chicken nuggets from uh, Chick-fil-A <laughs> because you know how they have, that, they have that promotion. Like when the Hornets get nine blocks, that's when we get free chicken nuggets. Like I want my chicken nuggets. Yeah, I want rollover. Uh, I want rollover blocks to count for the chicken exactly. nuggets. And then just to put that in context against Miami, you know how many they had? One. Zero. Yeah, they had one. <laughs> they had one. It was it was Lamelo. It was your point guard. He got the block, and then the Heat only got six, but fifteen against Detroit. Quite a lot of hands in the air uh, against the Pistons. All right, that'll do it for Locked On Hornets today. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Make sure you tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA. Hollinger and Duncan, really any show in the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks again to RockAuto.com for supporting the show. And thanks to you guys as always for supporting us. We'll be back with you tomorrow once again to talk some Hornets.